What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Even More About Nothing. I am both simultaneously recording and doing an Instagram story so people can watch. So, uh, say what's up, Caleb. West side on the streets. What's happening? <laughs> what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> uh, I go by the name of Old Man Mookie on the Twitters. I also go by the name of Mookie833 on some of these gaming channels. Uh, you know what it is. You know, it's uh, your two favorite hosts this side. The, coolest, the two coolest Africans this side of the West Side. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think we can find the west side. Yeah, you know the west side of the planet. Oh yeah, yeah, fair, fair, fair. I thought we were talking like west side of Mississippi, west side of like this country, west side. Of I mean, we're, we're literally about. west side of the Mississippi. Every, everything. Yeah, we're west side of everything. Like, like, <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I think that uh, that concept. But we're the west side of everything, but we're also just east of everything. Of everything. I think that's a concept. I think that's a concept that always trips up flat earthers. <laughs> I, I always like want to ask them. I was like, okay, so what about traveling west? And they're like, <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh huh, uh huh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Because again, if you're a flat earther, the term Midwest can't really exist, can it? No, it cannot. But hey, well, I mean, it technically could, depending on how you slice the map. Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. Depending on how 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 flat you cut the Earth. <laughs> right. It's oh, like, man. oh, do I cut it off just after Hawaii, or am I cutting it off, uh, like, in the middle of the Atlantic? Because then we're in the east. Thank you. Here's the here's the funny part. For flat earthers. I need to, I need, I need, this is the true explanation I need. How come if I travel east, I'll keep traveling east? But if I travel west, I'll keep traveling west. If the earth truly was flat at some point, I would legitimately travel west to the point that I don't have to turn around and start traveling east. Mm-hmm. But that's not how that works. Because I've been on a plane. Yeah. I've seen it's like I've seen I've seen the globe from thousands of up in like thousands of feet up in the air. No edge. There's there's no edge. It's it's not it's not there. But yeah, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, we don't usually rant about flat earthers, but when the opportunity presents itself, we take it in full stride. We've been lacking on our thirty two minute intros and thirty seven minute outros, so we might get back to the rants. Like uh, I think the people deserve the the people deserve that. Yeah, they, they deserve a really good rant. And actually, I'm so glad you said that because, guys, we're coming up on episode 200. So if there's anything else you want us to rant about, I think that's what episode 200 is going to be. It's just us ranting. 100%. We have to rant. All the we rants. Need really, we need a really good rant. So that's if you're rants. Uh, tweet us at Eman Podcast. Let us know whatever you want us to rant about. Or if you think we have a personal qualm we need to bring up. I think we've never talked about the band list for good reasons. Mm. <laughs> if there's something we should... Um, momentarily unlift or lift the band from let us know we can make exceptions for episode 200 uh thanks for rocking us all this all all these years and all these episodes two centuries of episodes is uh no small feat yeah it's insane that we're at episode 200 already um and it feels like just yesterday we started the pod so thank you guys for rocking with us for so long it's been an incredible honor to just do this with my best friends on the planet uh get to sit here and talk about nothing and somehow for some reason from all over the globe you people 
keep choosing to keep tuning in. And I don't know why. Um, I, in the words of Joe Budden, what are y'all doing here? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, and I'm not sure, but I'm so very thankful that you are. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get through the show. Yeah, before before we start that, did you get a chance to watch Dave Chappelle's thing on YouTube? Which one? The twenty eight minutes and twenty two seconds. Yeah, the one with which everyone had the, the counter, the timer on it. Uh, I didn't watch the full thing, but I listened to most of it. Yeah. Yeah, I have not had. A, I've seen clips from it, but I've not had a chance to sit down and watch it. But a lot of people were talk saying good. There, uh, there's some good stuff in there. Like, honestly, it shows Dave Chappelle in rare form. Like, right. It's getting harder and harder to claim he's not the greatest comedian of all time. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's getting harder and harder. Some people want to say Richard Pryor. Some people want to say uh, no. I, I think most comedians like it's kind of Dave or Richard Pryor. It's yeah. getting hard to say it's not Dave. Yeah, like, not that Richard didn't do a lot, but Dave is on a different level. He's just yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know where it was, but I remember seeing like this thread on Twitter of someone talking about uh, what they host this um, like bar um, in New York, and they're known for their open mics, and a lot of times famous comedians will come in and they'll do their sets, um, just to, like practice them or whatever, just to come in. And apparently, it's like a global attraction, and so they had a whole host of uh, people that were coming in. I believe someone and who's a part of the lineup was hosting SNL around that time. So they just happened to swing by, do that. But Dave was also in town. And so they were going to see if Dave could get on. And then um, he apparently like snuck in in Dave Chappelle fashion. Like no one saw him coming, but all of a sudden he was there. He was last on the list. And then he just gets up there and he was literally just having people like throw out uh, topics. And he already had like the perfect joke for it, just like off the cuff. And he's just like going with it. And I, I don't. I know there's an element into an art and constructing your jokes and writing them, but if you have like the balls and the confidence to be like, oh, just just give me anything. I've probably written it. Like I probably have already have a joke for it. That's that's a dangerous game to play. Like, yeah, I'm gonna let Fred, the accountant over there in the corner with the mismatched blue suit, pick out my joke, and it's still funny. Yeah. Man, that's a that's confidence on a different level, and b that's that's talent. Um, yeah, oh, that's talent. Yeah, um, but let's uh, speaking of talent, let, let's talk about um, mediums that lack it or stuff that lacks talent cool. or just lacks in general, lacks yeah. literally anything credibility, applause, praise, thought, brain, higher functioning, thought. ability. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's 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 do it because I got a I got I have a lot of frustrations this week, Matt, and I gotta get so out. yeah yeah yeah. So I'll start with mine. Uh, the other day, I was introduced to this movie that's been around for a good while. It's probably about like twenty or so years old. Um, twenty-two year old movie, Starship Trooper. Nice. And for those of you that don't know what that movie is, um. First of all, how lucky for you. <laughs> Second, uh, it is probably the most chaotic movie I have watched in a long time. And I'm usually one to tend to stay away from like stuff that looks bad. At the same time, it was 97 when this came out. The year of Titanic and Jurassic Park, I believe. Um, but yeah. somehow, 
some way Starship Trooper in all of its outlandish acting, poor exposition setup, because how are there white people that live in Buenos Aires and don't speak a lick of Argentine? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, how, how do you win, or not win, but how do you get nominated for an Oscar for Best Visual Effects? In that it, era, it was '97. <laughs> Granted, in '97, I mean, like you said, we got Titanic and uh, Jurassic Park. Or in that era, but we also had like Malibu's Most Wanted, like towards the late, the early 2000s. Uh, we also had Anaconda. We also had Sharknado. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Anaconda. <laughs> yeah, we we also had Anaconda. We had Sharknado. Uh. There was a lot of nonsense. Uh, I mean, again, there was also a lot of good stuff. Blade Runner. Uh, so I don't understand how you have Blade Runner, and then you also have, which Blade Runner I think just won for every category it was in. I need to check that as a fact. So um, don't hate yeah. me if I'm wrong. Uh, Starship Troopers, Spaceship Troopers, whatever they're, whatever trooper they were troopering for. Should not have won anything but a letter in the mail saying, "At least you tried." Uh, <laughs> right, but it's not—it's not even that. It's the fact that it got a budget again to do two other movies, and eventually got a TV show out of it. It was as apparently having a remake. It was the '90s. Uh, people love '90s nonsense. I mean, dare we talk about some of the worst? Like, okay, let's talk about '90s cartoons, right? Some really good ones. Uh, also, I, don't 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 you dare try to open that can of worms because I refuse to believe that the '90s had terrible cartoons. Uh, Our Real Monsters. Super Wait, which strange. one? Our Real Monsters. I do not even know what you're talking about. You don't know about Our Real Monsters? No, I'm about to Google it real quick. Yeah, do that. I think you're lying to me. <laughs> yeah, go look up Our Real Monsters because uh, it was a thing. It was not good. Oh wow! Okay. So oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about it was it was ninety four. I was born in ninety four, so I get a pass for not knowing this. <laughs> yeah, no, Our Real Monsters was garbage town. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on here. You don't want to. It was very, it was very disgusting. Um, obviously, yeah. we had legendary cartoons at that time. We had uh, Ren and Snippy. We had Rugrats. Angry Beavers was not good. We also had Cat Dog. Not the great. Wild well, Thornberries. Angry Beavers wasn't exactly our demographic. <laughs> yeah. You're right. <laughs> and also, there was a show that popped up. It was like Robot and Monsters. And I'm just like, this is real garbage. Like, uh, real garbage. Even though it's even though I believe it's an anime, Monster Rancher was a 90s one, wasn't it? Mm, I think it's... I believe so. I don't want to... Oh, yeah. This is one that, that, that popped up in my search. Duckman from 94 to 97. Nothing you but... what? Duckman. D. Duckman. So, Duckman. Just by the cover art alone. I'm like, I'm like, it's dredging up horrible memories. Uh, Monster Rancher was 99, so it is still technically a 90s baby. I was about to say, it's technically a 90s baby, but not one of the ones we recognize. It's a Gen Z 90s baby. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah, look yeah. up. Just look up. Look up Duckman and just see the nonsense we were dealt. It's this. I don't know. I don't know if I want to. Uh, was early Ducktales? Was that nineties or was that eighties? I think Ducktales was late eighties, early nineties. What is this? What did you look again? Up? Again, Duckman, ninety-four. I, 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 I told you it was bad. I'm Ninety-three percent on Rotten Tomato. As a what? A ninety what? A ninety-three. All 93 of those people should be taken out back to the shed and shot. <laughs> what? Duckman is horrendous. It was so bad. DuckTales oh, had God. three seasons. Uh, it's pulling up the most recent season, which is 2017. Uh, but we're not talking about that. Oh, Ben, yeah, Schwartz, no, you... was in, ben Schwartz was in DuckTales? Oh, does he... He plays uh, Dewey. Dewey. He plays right? Dewey. Yeah, yeah. Dude, so that... Oh... Uh, so Danny Pudi and Ben Schwartz are in New Ducktales, and I absolutely love that. I'm here for it. Oh, dude, like oh, this, this I, lineup I can, I can is stellar. This lineup is so stellar. And this is Arch- oh, this is so, the most Nigerian name I have ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever heard in my life. Wow. So she um, plays uh she plays Mrs. Who. Wait, 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 who? Her name is Tox. Hola, good boy. Hola, Oh, she plays. She plays the 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 maid slash handler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I gotcha. Oh, oh. Hola. She plays a uh, granny. Hola, good Yikes. Yeah, she's from the south. I can't. I can't really. I can't really talk south about her because she might be my cousin. So I'm gonna keep her on the <laughs> I might keep her on the lowdown in case she pop up on me at the next family reunion and she'd be like, I heard you was talking smack yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> right. He's like, What's good? Uh but yeah, that but with Starship Trooper, there were so there are also a lot of stars that were in there um that may or may not have gotten their start or it was early in their career, so it kind of like launched them. I think one of the girls was in there. And then ended up at like two years later being in a Bond movie, nice. which is surreal um, that anyone could get any trajectory out of career after Starship Troopers. <laughs> but also, we're living in 2020, where literal video game graphics, right, are we're, we're are using like, movies are like equitable to like real life, like seeing stuff with your own eyes, uh, which blows my mind. Um, so on, oh, on, on on the podcast, our gaming podcast, uh, TDM show, we talked about PlayStation Five reveal. There's one particular trailer for one particular game released by Square Enix that is probably the most wild trailer we've ever seen. Um, Project Athea, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're not much into video games, just go look at Project Athea and look how good that looks. Mm-hmm. Even if, like you just look how amazing that looks. Um, and that's what, that's the kind of quality content we're getting on the gaming sphere. Um, and then look at some of the nonsense that they're putting out, which I need to get to. I need to get to Disney. I'm com- I'm coming for you. We we need to talk because that budget <laughs> that budget is massive. Y'all just built the, the the basketball dome, and I'm thankful for. I'm gonna get basketball playoffs this season. I am appreciative of this. But what can we talk about this now? 
Yeah, 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 go for it. I'm done here. What in the world happened with Armas Foul? Somebody has some explaining to do. That movie is trash. Oh my goodness, I've never, never in my life been so disappointed at it. They ruined my childhood reading. I, I, I want to go back and buy those books and reread those books and then go find the audiobooks and listen to the audiobooks so I can scrub my brain of the nastiness that is the Artemis Fowl movie on Disney+. Plus. I wasn't necessarily thinking it was going to be a movie that was this bad, but I also didn't think Disney could do anything this bad. This is horrendous. By the first four minutes of this movie, I almost had to throw up. It is so bad. It is so... The acting is atrocious. The graphics are garbage. I don't know who these actors are, and I don't know where they got the story from. Literally, every single writer who wrote that sick, that, 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 that thing, because I'm not going to call it a movie, should have to go back to writing 101. That was bad. That was offensive and should be retracted. They should bury that at in the Disney archives. Matter of fact, take it off Disney Plus and put it in the Disney vault. That movie is so bad. So bad. I don't think it should go in the vault. I think it deserves a tombstone. <laughs> it, in, in a sarcophagus and leave it in Egypt. It's so bad. I, I, I've i never seen Disney do anything so this I, bad. I will say it, uh, it was funny because it was probably like uh, earlier. It was either Friday or like early Saturday. I'm literally just minding my business. And then all of a sudden <laughs> I get a text from you and you're just like, oh my God, this is terrible. It looks makes Percy Jackson look like a freaking Oscar winner. And I was honestly, just like, whoa. Honestly, Percy Jackson, The Magician's Assistant, A Wrinkle in Time, all of the Narnias look like legendary, amazing. They, they look like they swept the the, the... the Magician's Assistant looks is a better movie than this. You know how bad The Magician's... Yeah. Is Nicholas that one? Yes, that's right. Nicholas Cage is in that. National Treasure Three is better than this movie. I don't even know if there's a National Treasure Three. Oh man, I, I'm starting to name all the bad movies. I would rather watch Malibu's Most Wanted twice before I watch this movie again. It's so bad. It's yeah. so bad. Not only is it bad in ways that like I didn't think they could butcher the butcher the story so bad. The characters are nothing like they are in the books. Like, nothing, nothing, nothing like they are in the books. Like, in the books, Artemis Fowl is, yes, he's a 12-year-old kid, but he's this maniacal, outsmart, like, he's just this brilliant kid. That doesn't come across in the movie. Officer Holly Short is this, like, top, brash, like, wild leprechaun. Like, leprechaun is, like, the, the police force. But she's a fairy. She's this brash, top-notch captain who's like on a mission to clear her father's name. But she's about business. Whoever they casted, that small child did not do Officer Holly Short no justice. Like they made her seem like some rookie cop off the street. Like she looked like she was doing traffic work an hour ago. Like who is this person? And then his bodyguard, who is legit a beast, like fast, like is a major part of the books. Like, he's a mm -hmm. major part of the books. He's in the movie for, like, 27 seconds. Like, seven scenes. What is this man doing? Like, what is happening here? And, like, oh, man. Uh, uh, I'm so yeah. mad. I'm so mad. I'm so I'm, And I'm tired of bad movies, like, ruining good stories. Because Artemis Fowl is a fantastic story. And they 
butchered it, and I am offended. Yeah, and I, is that a result of too many uh, chefs in the kitchen? Is that too many people trying to get their input? Or is that just blatantly people disregarding any sort of source material? Fam, I think it's one of those things where it's like the writers try to get creative and get cute with the story, and they butchered it. I don't know how many cooks were in that kitchen, but that kitchen needs to be closed down for violations. Like, anybody who eats out of that kitchen might die of syphilis. It's that bad. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you step in the kitchen, like, you might couch scurvy. It's 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 just gross. <laughs> like, I know scurvy oh, is, like, what, extinct in the 1800s? But it's that bad. It's, it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know how you read that book right. Granted, they try to condense it into an hour, which is my problem. Was like you try to condense any book into an hour and a half, you're gonna have problems. Yeah. And I don't know what the budget for this was. And I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan in the world. You talk to a Harry Potter head, they might have. They're gonna tell you the issues they have with the movies versus the book. But it's not this bad. It's not this yeah. bad. Yeah. And listen, I mean, it wouldn't become one of the most popular franchises if. There were, exactly. There was riddled with issues. Yeah, and if if you want to say, oh well, it's just a kids movie. Harry Potter was just a kids movie, and Daniel Radcliffe killed it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The whole. I mean, fact, it, it, it was a kids movie until it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. A, it was a kids movie, and then Prisoner of Azkaban came out, and all of a sudden, <laughs> we weren't kids anymore. <laughs> People were dying left and right. People were blowing up. Voldemort popped up. Everybody started running scared. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is, like, coincidentally, like, the first one I saw in theaters and happens to still, to this day, be my favorite movie from the entire series is Prisoner of Azkaban. I don't hey, know why. Caleb. Yeah. Can, can I admit something on air? What? I've never fully seen a Harry Potter movie, nor have I read the books. I don't blame you. Like, like I, I got forced like, to watch them in college, so. I'm not going to ask any incriminating questions on the podcast. <laughs> uh, but I have watched one movie in particular. It is the same one that always happens. Like It's it's like they have the Harry Potter marathon uh, that's on FX, and it's always Prisoner Azkaban, and it's always at the same part because uh, it's when the guy turns from a mouse into a human and they find out he's still alive. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I don't. I don't. I haven't watched it enough to know the characters' names or know who they are if they're good or bad. Yeah. I just know Prisoner Azkaban is the one that I watched in theaters, and it's the one I liked. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I haven't. I haven't really seen any of them. Uh, and I don't want to say I'll never watch them because you never know what happens or how bored or uh, influenced I might be to do so. How about to say, yeah? Some someone's gonna influence you to watch it. Um, but speaking of influence to watch, uh. Some other shows are coming back. Some of them good. Some of them not so good. Netflix also, for some reason, licensed. And I hate giving this movie any sort of credit. They've licensed and released the rights to view Avatar The Last Airbender the movie. That movie is probably the worst movie of all time. So, and here, here's the thing. If it's you're listening... If you're listening to this, if you've whether you've watched Avatar before, um, especially if you've never watched Avatar: The Last Airbender, the show, do not 
under any circumstances watch the movie don't start with a movie don't even think about watching the movie after you've watched the first one i am publicly telling you now i will champion every single fan there is of avatar the last airbender do not watch the movie okay if under you're any circumstance ever 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 if you're a fan of avatar uh legend of korra watch that if you're a fan of the last airbender it's on netflix watch the last airbender show do not watch that movie don't give it not at all at all it is Quite possibly, and I mean this in all sincerity, quite possibly the worst movie ever made. It yes. might be worse than the 1978 Doctor Strange. Mm. It's that bad. It's is it like Doctor Doctor Strange movies garbage? But <laughs> those two are competing for like which one is the worst movie of all time. That should be a list. Yeah. That should be a, a list of top five we run down. The top five worst movies of all time. I yeah. would put Avatar, The Last Airbender, the movie, very close to the top of that list because that movie is horrendous. It's yeah. so bad. So yeah. Bad. So bad. Uh, yeah, it, just don't ever watch it. Just don't. Um, I remember I tried watching it at one point, literally got two minutes in, and I was just like, nope, not feeling Left. this at all. We're not going to do this. I hate this so much. I, so I... I, I I do not know who's putting it on trending, but stop it. Get some help. Yes. <laughs> the Michael Jordan <laughs> meme is my favorite. Stop it. Get some yes. help. Uh, but also, the new Pokemon series is now on Netflix. They also just released One Piece on there, too. The first 180 episodes or so. Yeah, the first four seasons are on Netflix. Yeah. 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 I, I popped uh, up in um, whatever her name is. Big Bertha was on my screen. Cause I'm watching, yeah. I'm watching through Person of Interest right now. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. So it's like one of, it's like I put it on in the background. I don't know how I missed that show. I was on TV, but back to One Piece. The first four seasons is usually where I get stuck on One Piece. After, yeah, once I get two or close to Water Seven, I always just fall off. It's so bad. I need to just start at Water Seven and push through. And I'll be yeah. nine, I'll only be nine and a half years behind. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you're missing some of the best parts of One Piece. Like one of the biggest moments in One Piece is like not until after Water Seven. Um, I think you know which one I'm talking about, which I will not ruin for anyone that has not read or watched One Piece. Yeah, um, honestly, like my one, well, my One Piece spoilers are are so frequent and out of place that like somebody told me a spoiler and I was like, doesn't that happen after this arc? They're like, bro, that was seven years ago, and I was like, oh crap. <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, I guess not. Sorry, continue your conversation. Right. I'm I'm being extra vigilant because sometimes I forget that I have friends that are watching it for the first time and they'll listen to this podcast and then they'll text me they're like, Thanks for the spoiler warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, no spoiler warning. The Avatar Last Ever in the movie is the worst movie of all time. Oh yeah. No, that's not even a spoiler. Like, honestly. Uh, and it's so funny getting on Twitter and seeing people that are like, hey, why didn't none of y'all warn me about this? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you didn't say nothing about watching it. It's like, if you would have said something, we would have told you. Don't do this to but, yourself. Yeah, so let's talk about the Pokemon movie. On there. Well, Pokemon series is now on Netflix, the new one. So they started the Japanese run um, on TV studios, but then because of COVID, they had to shut it down. They had to move production. Now it is moved to Netflix. Um, to show out the rest of the, the series. Interestingly enough, Netflix only has the first 12 episodes on there. 
and then they're going to start uploading them regularly a little later on in the summer. But if you're watching it and you boots up, the literally the first thing it shows you, like Pikachu pops up on the screen, and it shows up and it presents itself as a Netflix original. So that's very Which, interesting. That's very that, interesting. That blows my mind because if it's already aired in Japan and it's under the rights of the TV studio, how then could it be classified as Netflix original? Maybe Netflix bought the rights to it. Which is Maybe. they did. Well, Very so there's the rights and then there's streaming rights. Did they get the streaming rights or did they get outright the rights? Because the rights would belong to Pokemon, right? Well, they could, it could be like a partnership. Like Pokemon, could. Could, Pokemon could. could still own the IP. But Netflix could have exclusive streaming and viewing rights. Not Interesting. Like then, well, then, what does that mean for stuff like... Uh, uh, so, I guess it'd have to be for this current new one. Because if you think about... Uh, Prime Video has some of the older stuff. Um, I know Hulu has some of the older stuff. Or even if you go to Pokemon.com, you can still watch a good majority of some the older seasons, like literally the first 20 seasons, like whatever you want to watch, you can. Um, uh, wow, that, 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 that just baffles my mind that Netflix can make a move like that. And it's actually pretty good. So if you're interested in checking out Pokemon Journeys, and it's kind of like the soft reboot they introduced Go, who encompasses what probably Pokemon should be about what could it be about moving forward if they were to decide to move away from Ash. I think it's really cool. And Go is, Go is the new protagonist, right? Are they co-protagonists? Yeah. Or are they as like... yeah, yeah, they're co-protagonists. So it's it's actually funny how they're doing it. Um, it's not about, so far, it's not about Ash going out and battling people. Like, yes, he still wants to be a Pokemon master, but Go wants to catch every single Pokemon there is. And oh. so that's kind of like the driving force of it. And they become research fellows at this institute in Vermilion City. And they're literally just like the field researchers. They're just like, hey, there's a phenomenon of like, say, Ho-Oh. Like there's a phenomenon happening in the Hoenn region. And someone said they spotted Ho-Oh. I need you to go check it out. And they literally just like hop on the next train or the sail all the way to Hoenn region. And they just chill out and they like explore it. And then go go and catch all these Pokemon while they're exploring everything that's happening. It's 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 a really interesting perspective that they've done it, and I'm glad they made this move. So it's it doesn't so it's obviously a shift away from the traditional Ash has got a dream, he's gotta get to the city, he's gotta yeah. rival to battle, and he's gonna get to the championship and he's gonna beat every single Pokemon but one and he's gonna lose yeah. and he's gonna be sad and Pikachu's gonna tap him on his shoulder and they're gonna be like, It's okay, Pikachu, we'll get him next time. And sure enough, yeah. they never get him next time. They just move on to another city and catch another L. Yeah. That cycle was getting boring, and the fact that he actually does have a dub now. It's not yeah. the Pokemon Master yet, but he does have a championship underneath his belt. I think yeah. evolving the story with the new character makes the most sense. Because it can give us, from what you're telling me, it, it still allows for there to be space for Pokemon battles, League battles, championship battles, correct? Yeah. But the main focus is Go's adventure in catching these Pokemon that are exhibiting phenomena across the world, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I like that balance between adventure and action. Um, yeah. Because, again, some of these, some of the seasons are a little lackluster when, like, Gary shows up and he's just like, all right, he's here again. What are we doing right. now? Um, and the whole Team Rocket 
cycle got a little bit boring. Team Magnol yeah. was fun for a while, but uh, and honestly, it's it's interesting because you have all of these and you're following P- uh, Ash, Pikachu, and Go. Um, Does Team Go Magnus have a walk on? Uh, so in episode like five, four or five, he gets a Score Bunny, um, nice. and like that that's his Pokemon that he has. Um, but you you don't see Team Rocket present in every episode. Sometimes you forget Team Rocket is a factor, and that's good. I think that's a I think that's a good thing considering how integral they are to a lot of the uh, episodes that they are in, growing up in the first twenty years of Pokemon's lifespan. Um, so I I think it's a really good formula that they have going. I think there's good potential for having Go as a character or even switching out protagonists and following different people outside of like just having Ash who is wants to battle and be a Pokemon master. You have someone that truly just wants to hang out with Pokemon, to catch Pokemon, to study Pokemon. Yeah, I I agree. Um, the shit to the story sounds good. Okay, let's talk about Pokemon for a second. Mm-hmm. Their ability to keep that show running, the Pokemon company. Oh, top tier, top tier. I mean, the different storylines we've experienced, I mean, we've seen everything from Mewtwo to the dogs, to the Reggies, um, mm-hmm. to Rayquaza, um, the return of Mewtwo. Um, now we're getting into some of these newer stories. Mm-hmm. Like that is what writing is about. Yeah. Like it's... take take cues from that. Not only do they yeah. try things, and some of it works and some of it doesn't, um, mm-hmm. but they're constantly pushing the envelope forward with that show, um, and it stays relatively relevant like even as generations go on and on and on that show somehow manages to stay relevant to a younger crowd to a more um to an older crowd to an in-between crowd so props to the pokemon company for keeping that show and that series alive for i don't know how many plus years now uh i think it's officially been around for like 32 or so years yeah props to them keeping that alive yeah, it's it's crazy, and even with like this newer one, they're they're like throwing bones and callbacks to to some of the older stuff. Like, there's literally an episode where they go to the Gala region, which is the new uh, uh, region in Pokemon Sword and Shield, which there's a DLC coming out this week, uh, June seventeenth, Isle of Armor. So look forward to that. Um, also, fun tidbit: if you do have Isle of Armor DLC, you can get. Ash's OG hat from Pokemon in there as a wearable item. So look out for that. Um, okay. But with the gallery, they go and they witness this battle and they have Leon, who is the champion from the gallery region in Sword and Shield, facing off against Lance, the OG Ooh. Pokemon champion in the Kanto region. That seems like a dope fight. And then they have his, so they have his traditional red Gyarados, uh, his ace Pokemon, versus Leon's Charizard, and they both go Dynamax. Which, if you don't know, Dynamax is when they gigantify, and there's like this red glowing light, and it's it's so insane, it's so dope. I love what they're doing um, with the show, and they're just like keeping it fresh while giving us all those callbacks. That's super dope. I would, I would, I would watch that fight. Mm-hmm. Speaking of callbacks speaking of keeping things fresh something happened that i was unaware of this week 
until I saw it via a friend posting it on Twitter, because that's where I get all my information for those who don't know. Correct or incorrect, whether that information is, we will not debate. But a show near and dear to me is coming back. It's getting adapted, readapted into 2021 as an anime. If you know me, if you listen to the podcast for a while, you know there's only a handful of anime that I hold that dear to my heart. And you've probably guessed which one it is. No, it's not Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> it's Shaman King. Let's go! And I honestly, I don't get why more people didn't fall in love with Shaman King. Like, I absolutely love it. I don't, barring how it ended, the anime, barring what Fox, like, four kids did with it. <laughs> I still have a genuine love for that franchise. And to see it getting readapted in the same era, in the same decade, that Bleach is finally getting finished and getting the love it deserves. We are going to get a remastered, redone Shaman King. It's a perfect world, man. I don't know what more you want. Listen, it's hard to complain right now. If you're an anime fan, like it's hard to complain right now. Uh, you could yeah. complain. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I retract that camp. You could complain, but it's hard to complain right now. Bleach getting yeah. a complete ending is great. Shaman King coming back is even better. The fact that we have a plethora of places to watch anime. Netflix is putting out some haters right now. We've got yeah. some great webtoons coming down the pipeline. Uh, Funimation and Crunchyroll, despite the COVID interruptions, are revving up their gears and starting to pump out some episodes. So mm -hmm. it's hard to be an anime fan and complain right now. And like, there's so much content. Like you said, for people who didn't... like fall in love with Shaman King, A, why, what is wrong with you, and B, for those new fans who've never experienced it, now is your time to get to watch a classic anime. A good yeah. anime at that. that. That's a classic shonen right there, man. Again, the definition of shonen anime, right? Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. This was in the OG Jump Weeklies, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm excited to revisit Shaman King. Like, I, remember, I have fond memories of it, but I don't remember it specifically being in like my uh, it's one of those things that like I didn't go looking for it, but every right. time it came on, I'm like, ah, oh, yo, this is what we're doing. What you mean? Everybody, sit down. Sit down. What do you? Uh, I I I am gonna say this, and I'm sure at some point I will regret saying this, but I have a way to watch OG Shaman King. Um, if yo, you'd like to know, Cam, we'll talk after the podcast. I about to say, text me that real quick. <laughs> text me that. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So besides Yu Yu Hakusho, which we've talked about extensively on the show, and besides Shaman King, let's talk real quick about shows we'd love to see get back remastered. Top of my list, top of my list, get readapted, remastered. Give me Keshin. Oh, Rony Keshin. Yeah. Is it is it Inuyasha coming back with something? I heard that, which I'm kind of like shocked about because I thought they had like buried that, set the castle yeah, on fire, yeah, yeah. and like. You know, push it down the river. Yeah, 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 and then you know, shot an arrow and let it let, let let it go to the pasture. Again, it didn't end the way I would have liked it to end, but it wasn't a bad ending. And like any other, I'll never forget the moment when I realized that they were bringing back uh, Inuyasha. Once again, I was scrolling through Twitter, minding my business, and then all of a sudden, there were all these tweets about people thirst trapping for a certain character on Inuyasha. <laughs> Their and then I, 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 I think you know exactly which character I'm referring to. Yeah. 
Ah, oh, man. And, and I was like, dog, what, what is going on right now? And then I, I did a quick search on it, and then I was just like, oh. I was like, okay, uh, y'all getting what y'all want. I wasn't a huge Inuyasha fan, but good for you. Good for y'all. Um, yeah, but if there are other shows that I'd want to see remastered, I, mean, I, I don't know. Still, I'm, I want to see. I'm I waiting see. for Yu Yu Hakusho to, to actually get a full remaster because that would be dope. Yu Yu Hakusho um, is like, the top of that list for sure. Yeah, I would like for them to give us a more complete ending, uh, better than what they did. Yes. Uh, what uh, Bebop is at the top of that list for me? Uh, I w- I wouldn't touch that. I think that's classic enough. I would not touch it. You don't want them to do anything to Cowboy. I want them to just update the graphics. Leave everything the same. Leave the story. I, I don't even know if I'd want them to do that. Like, that's one of the few things that I was like, no, just just don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you can do what you want. You can make a live action, which I hear is moving along pretty smoothly before uh, um, some injuries happened on set and they had to post uh, put a pause on that and then COVID. Uh, like, yes, do a live action if you want, because I'm sure that's that's going to be amazing. But the anime itself, don't I have, touch it. I have so Please much. High, I have so I have so much high hopes for that uh, at live action, um, especially because it's being produced and managed and taken care of by so many people who care about the series. Um, yeah. So fingers crossed out. But I would I would love Naruto. I, yeah, but honestly, Cowboy Bebop, Trigun, Trigun. I, I it's mm. it's one that's close to me. I know a lot, not a lot of people care about it, but Vash the Stampede coming through. Oh, uh, yeah, give me that. Give me that action. Uh, uh, I, I say Naruto. It's a bit more recently, but I just need a consistent art style with that. I Yeah, I just need consistent art style animation, something that um, looks good, and at the same time to fix up some of the stuff that they chose to do with characters in the OG Naruto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like yeah. long hair Sasuke. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about we're not gonna talk about that because uh, that was problematic at best. Also, yeah. um, there's a series not a lot of people know about it, and I don't necessarily blame them because it wasn't that good, but it wasn't that bad, and probably deserves a little bit more love if it's done right. Mar, do you remember Mar? Oh yes, yes, I do. I, I would love I would love Mar to get a remake. And also, some more love to the story, because Mar had potential, um, yeah. but it didn't. Uh, yeah, it didn't really live up to any of that potential. So I'm I'm gonna contribute to this list, but I'm gonna put something on the opposite end of like, do not touch it. It's do not touch it. Like, let it die where it is. Put it <laughs> in a burning casket. Shoot an arrow. Flood it up the river. Let it drown. Bo 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 I remember oh, I, I was talking to to, to Rich Homie Zach uh, one time, and then he was just like, "Dude, have you ever watched Bo 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 bo?" One of my favorite shows ever. And I looked at him and I was like, "What is wrong with you? Like, I hate you everything that. about that show. Why does his nose hair? Why is that his power? Why it's does he so do that? Gross. It's so gross. And why is he just like a buff Johnny Bravo that's tan and has an afro?" Why? <laughs> Why is that with a crop top and puffy shoulders? It's this so is, bad. Yeah, this is 
I could not stand watching that show. I hated everything about it. If they ever decided to bring that back, I would look at everyone in their face who's a part of that studio and say, I, why? How dare you? Don't ever like, do this again. Bobo, 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 Bobo allowed for shows like uh, JoJo's to exist, and I'm, I'm mad about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can get behind that. I so I just Googled that. Mar and Amazon. It popped up on Amazon Prime Video. And I, I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. It's not on Prime Video. It's unavailable. I guess you have to buy the DVD. There is one customer review, a five-star review. And I'm like, all right, boy, I, I like the show. Nice. But you are out yeah. here. You are out here lying. Right. I, 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 want, I want them to remaster Mega Man NT Warrior. That would be a good one. That'd be a good one. I, I, I really enjoyed that. Also, Funko, if you are listening to this, for the love of God, please get the license to make Mega Man NT Warriors Funkos because I want a Proto Man one. That I have an OG so Proto good. Man. I, want, I have an OG Proto Man. I need Mega Man NT Warrior Proto Man. I need the Cross Fusion Proto Man. I need Cross Fusion Mega Man. Literally anything. Please. I need Land on Roller Skates. Give me something. That'd be a ch- <laughs> that'd be a chase for sure. For sure, Duh. no. For uh, sure. I can see. I I can literally see it now. Cross Fusion Mega Man. So Land and Mega Man with the glow in the dark. Because you know, like how it has the spotted pattern on him, or has like the lot that has the green lines. Sorry, on his suit, like that glows in the dark. Like that would be the chase. Um, oh, so you you put, that. you put thought behind yes. it, huh? I've been thinking about it. <laughs> That's funny. Um. Uh, but moving on, other stuff I've been thinking about: movie sequels. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about some movie sequels. Uh, there are a couple of movies that have started production that are going to be moving forward that we're super excited for. So even on the uh, tail of the PlayStation Five reveal event, we got the Spider-Man Miles Morales game that's coming out, which is so we thought it was a game then it was like oh no it's a dlc only for the someone that sony just double back and be like no 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 it's a game you're getting a standalone game uh so we're super excited for that so so i I just want to confirm is this a standalone game based in the same universe yeah 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 so it's like it it, it's kind of like an offshoot of the spider-man game so i believe we'll get a true sequel that follows peter parker but we're getting a miles morales game out of this okay gotcha so I mean, of course, I mean Miles is in the first game, so yeah, makes sense. If you haven't beat it at this point, it's two years old. <laughs> I don't know what to tell it's you. It's not even that big of a spoiler. It's like in the first twenty minutes of the game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, yeah. I'm sorry uh, you haven't played twenty minutes worth of Spider Man. That's on you. That game is fantastic. <laughs> Stop what you're doing. Go play Spider Man, and then come back and listen to the podcast. Matter of fact, let the podcast play while you're playing Spider Man. What are you doing? Right. Uh, yeah, super fun game. I'm super excited to see what it looks like on PS5. Oh my um, goodness, so excited. So, but they started production for Into Spider-Verse 2, which is slated, excuse me, to come out October 7th, 2022. Now, sorry I had to take a big drink of water, because let, let, let's, let's get let's into get the trenches in this. Let's get into it. What are your thoughts on the state of Into the Spider-Verse 2. More specifically, let me hone in on what I want you to answer. 
Shameek Moore. Hmm. Huh. Well, he's still our Spider-Man. For better or worse, he's still our Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't understand how someone can be so obtuse. Yeah. Fam, what happened? uh... You know he played one of the members of the Wu-Tang Clan? Really? Yeah, he's in the Wu-Tang Clan series. That is... I know, which makes his dumb statements all the more like, bro, what are you talking about? Yeah. Now, with that being said, I think they should still stick with him because he did a fantastic Miles. He yeah. really did. As far as I'm um, concerned, he's, he's, he is Miles Morales. They should stick with him. He killed that role. The only other now, person I, I would want, they can't do. Uh, who? Gambino. Oh yeah, um, there's there's so many elements to this, and in wake of the recent protests that, against police brutality and Black Lives Matter, um, people are calling for all sorts of like quote unquote air quote police propaganda to to cease pretty much so they're wanting like miles's dad to like step away from being a cop when in fact it's what is integral to who he is as a as a character and a hero um people are wanting although jokingly to cancel paw patrol <laughs> i think paw patrol actually is canceled no 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 they they came out and had a statement like no we're not we're not canceling like y'all still y'all still got the paw patrol okay i'm uh, about to say like leave my man case alone right um people are wanting to like not support Brooklyn nine nine anymore because it it's like feigning cop propaganda. Um and yeah, it sucks that stuff like this is happening. But I think uh, like you can make a debate for any of these cases, but I think with Spider Man, with Miles Morales specifically, he has to remain a cop, his dad being. Like however they choose to do that, how they choose to write that, his dad is a cop. That's who he is as a character. That's what he deals with from a day-to-day basis. Yeah, and it's 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 exact. It's important for a reason. Uh, it's like it's Professor X. Like Professor, his job. It's Wolverine's attitude. It's a part of who he is. It's it's Magneto's. Like again, if pe- people don't realize this. Uh, Magneto was in the concentration camps. Mm-hmm. Like that's not only like he, he was a Jew. He is a Jew. He like Magneto was a Jew, and it's not just like okay, he's like oh that's he's Jewish. He's like he's like he's like a cultural Jew. And oh, that's what fuels his hatred and his anger for everything the, oppressive. The reason he is the way that he is is because he saw the horrors of life in the concentration camps. At the age of 12, the reason Professor X is on the polar opposite is because of how he grew up, how he saw the world, how he was raised, how he was put in a position to help others, and he always saw the good in people because people always, like, even he, even though he was a mutant, he always had opportunities to do good, and he was always around people who had opportunities to do good. That These are integral, like 
pieces of who these characters are. If you take it away, it doesn't make like it removes it removes the whole character completely. This is literally yeah. Batman, Bruce Wayne, with Thomas Wayne still being alive. It's not yeah. the it's not the same. I mean, this is th- that's like trying to say, oh yeah, Dick Grayson would still become Robin if he never met Bruce Wayne. Exactly. If he was never a part of the circus. Yeah. It, it, there's like there's certain things that are integral to the part of a character. For me, I love the character of Miles Morales. He's been my favorite Spider-Man for about five to ten years now. Uh, yeah, five to ten years now. Since his inception, um, he's been my favorite Spider-Man. Not that I don't love Peter A. Parker or Peter P. Parker. <laughs> Peter Porker. Or Peter Porker. Or, or Gwen. Um, mm-hmm. Ghost Spider, whatever they're calling her now. Not that I don't love all those Spider-Mans. Amazing Spider-Man is one of my favorite TV shows. But when Miles came, it just it opened up so many different storylines. Like in Battle Worlds, when he was like trying to work with Black Panther and um, everyone to basically kill God King Doom, one of my favorite storylines. Um, but and again, his morals, the reason he's different from Peter Parker, the reason he behaves the way he is, is because he was raised by his father and his mother. And he is, again, he's not just, so he's a he's mixed race. He's African-American and Hispanic. Well, he, so, and actually, funny enough, like, I was seeing someone talking about that. It's like, he, it's like, he's not, for all intents and purposes, he's not mixed. He is it, it, a black Puerto Rican. Yeah. That's yeah. what he is. Yeah. So, uh, so Puerto, Rican, Puerto Rican? Puerto Rican? Puerto Rican? I Puerto think it's Puerto Rican. Sorry if I misspoke to anyone there. Yeah, some people say he's mixed race. I I've always been under the assumption that he's mixed race because his dad is black and his mom is Puerto well, Rican. Is is that his? Because Jefferson I, is technically a stepdad, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jefferson's stepdad. So, but again, if you look at his features, right? So you talk about black Puerto Ricans. It looks like his father was of African American descent. His mom just has a thing for black guys. Let's just be honest. Yeah. (laughs) Don't blame me. Blame the comic books. Uh, (laughs) uh, But, like, his relationship with Jefferson, how Jefferson treats him, how he treats Jefferson. Go back and watch Into the Spider-Verse 1. Look at how they interact. Look at some of the things, the way they do. Go back and play the game. Like, it's important to him not because his dad is a cop, but because of how he behaves. <clears throat> and even his dad talks about it in the comic books. His dad talks about issues about being a black cop. It's not easy. Yeah. His dad and, talks and about I, how, listen, I'm a black cop. I, I can't do anything wrong. These other cops, they can mess up and they'll be fine. If I do anything wrong, I'm held more liable. And that, that helps him deal with some of his issues that he's dealing with. Indirectly, it's like it, it relates to superhero stuff because he's talking about... Hey, I, I, I'm Spider-Man, and if I mess up, people die. And his dad is talking to him like, "Hey, listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cop too, and I get it." Like, obviously, his dad doesn't really know he's Spider-Man, um, so they're talking in circles. And he said, "Hey, I really have to make decisions, and if I do the wrong thing, people could get hurt, and I don't really know what to do." And his dad helps him through that using the analogy. I think it's a great relationship, and, and it's I, something I think it's something worth having, and it's, it could be used for good. That's what I think. Yeah, and I think people 
often overlook that because they see these mediums like they see it coming to the big screen and they might know it comes from comic books but they don't really think about it they just think oh hey they created this new miles morales character even though he's been around for like a decade um and it's like okay they don't know but that that's what's so important about comic books comic books um not only respond to socioeconomic culture but it also influences it as well um the state of things that are now i guarantee you i guarantee you some of the best comic books this side of the century are coming out right now are being written right now um just because they've always been thrown in like political anguish and turmoil uh, captain america was created in response to the great depression or world war ii great world depression both yeah world war ii yeah the, the, both essentially and so like people were able to see this thing like a champion for the american heroes um obviously as they're moving towards the 21st century or it, even in the 21st century miles morales was created and we have like this first prominent um african-american hispanic latinx character who then influences like on the dc side wallace west who is different from wally west dramatically very um, very very different and so like comic books have always been used as a way to not only like echo the voice of the everyday person in the state of uh countries or the entire world but in order to show us that this is how we can coexist this is how we can make things happen in this world um even if we don't feel like superheroes, which is what I've always loved about comic books. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, for to be for to be very clear, uh, Miles Morales first appeared in Ultimate Fallout number four, and that came out um, let me look it up, August two thousand eleven, right? And it was following the death yeah. of Peter Parker. So it actually yeah. lists him as being About nine years. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's an Afro Latino teenager. So he is. Yeah. So black Puerto Rican, whatever you want to call him, I call him. Right. He's black as far as I'm concerned. The one percent rule is still a thing. Uh, you got you got one percent black blood in you. You're black, so he's black and yeah, he is yeah. Latino. I, I think it's I think it's I think that's another thing that's important. He's not just yeah. Latino and he's not just black. He's Afro Latino, so he has yeah. to hold those two cultural differences in healthy contention with each other. Now I'm getting into mm-hmm. some psychological terms, but there is healthy tension that he has to battle in the comics whether yeah. uh, where he fits in to the world because sometimes he feels like he doesn't fit in anywhere again mm-hmm. a very unique characteristic of him because Peter Parker was a nerd and that's why he didn't fit in Miles is yeah. a cool dude he just doesn't fit in because he has issues finding his crowd yeah. but he's a cool guy I mean like literally I mean he's running around with Jordan so but every black yeah. kid every black kid in Queens no he's from Brooklyn right I want to make sure I said it right no, Captain yeah, America. Uh, Captain America is Brooklyn. Queens. Captain, Captain America is Queens. Queens. Yeah, he's from Brooklyn. So, shout out to the PX. You heard me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, so, all that being said, I'm super excited for the amount of content that's coming out with Miles. Um, the Spider-Man game, and the Spider-Man and Spider-Verse Two, and also the new comics that are going to be launching in the end of this year and the beginning of next year. Yeah. But also speaking more uh, movie sequels, Thor 4 also just started filming. Uh, so Thor Love and Thunder. Um, some brilliant internet mind said, don't call it Thor 4. Call it Thor with the U in the middle. 
That's hilarious. Uh, and so we're intrigued by that because we're still getting dude bro Thor who likes yelling at kids on over Fortnite. Uh, and Natalie Portman is reprising her role as Jane Foster, who is also rumored to be coming Lady Thor. I don't know how I feel about Natalie Portman at this time, man. I really don't. I think you're in a camp with a lot of people. <laughs> like, there's so many... How do I say it? Things that I just don't care about for Natalie Portman. It's just, yeah. just a lot that I don't like about Natalie Portman. Not as like a person, but as an actor that I'm just like... Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this, and I don't necessarily care for you to be in this more. I really don't. Honestly, um, I mean, despite what we what we think about her, she got a bag for not saying a single word in Sam, Endgame. She she got paid to show up to class. That's the definition of participation points. <laughs> oh gosh, to to be to be Natalie Portman to get a bag to show up in one of the biggest blockbusters this decade. You know what's funny? She will. Like, there was a trivia quiz that like that threw everyone off. It was like, oh wait, yeah, we forgot. Everyone asked. They ask, uh, which movie made Samuel Jackson the most money? Like, they give like five movies and like, what series has made him the most money? Which one of the series has made him the least? Everyone forgets he was in Star Wars. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's like, oh yeah, he's he's, he's yeah, yeah, the Marvel movies. Yeah, the definitely the Marvel movies. And then everyone, yeah, and everyone's like, uh, yeah, he's Mace Windu. He made a lot of money off Star. He made a lot of money off Star. He got paid to die in that in episode three. Right. He got paid a lot of money to die in episode three. So shout out yeah. to Natalie Portman for like one day being a trivia question. Who got paid the most amount of money and said the least amount of lines in this Marvel Avengers movie? Yeah, yeah. One day, one day people will be winning money off of that in uh, trivia night at your local Applebee's. <laughs> at your local Applebee's. <laughs> oh man. Uh, did you, you want to know something else that's crazy? Yes, sir. So you watched Shazam, right? Of course. Uh, and you saw at the end because obviously Billy being in a foster home, uh, his partner in crime, his sidekick, um, Sam, what's yeah, his name, Sam? I believe so. Uh, knows all about, like, superheroes and what to do as a superhero. He has, like, the catalog. He has... Uh, Batman's Batarang. Yeah, Batman's Batarang. He's like, oh, dude, I found this. I've had this. Um, and then at the end of the movie, at the very end credits, they had someone in a Superman costume walk in, uh, the big guy in red. And so they went back and they officially credited that to Henry Cavill. Yeah, it was his voice. If Did he watch... actually? I think he just showed up because I think he's like, he's like, "Hey, I have a friend here to see you," and it I... just showed and it just like cut his head off. I thought he said something, and I was like, "That's Henry Cavill." I, again, I could be imagining this. Yeah, I don't remember him saying anything, which was the which was the big like tease. It's like, okay, it looks like a duck. It seems Sounds like, a, like duck. a duck. Quacks like so a duck. It, it has to be a duck. And instead of this case, it looks like Henry Cavill. It feels like Henry Cavill. It doesn't. We haven't heard him, so it doesn't sound like him. So it must be him, or it could just be a really in shape stunt double. <laughs> right. Um. I feel like it was him. I feel like he said 
Well, the thing is, like, I think they went back and officially credited him as being, like, actually being there as Superman. I wonder if, if okay, okay, let's talk about not getting paid to show up. If that is true, <laughs> then he gets the award for showing up and doing absolutely nothing. Right. Well, we don't know if it was as much as, like, Natalie Portman, but... You know who, hey. else, should, who also should be nominated in that category? Uh, Kevin Hart for his role in Hobbs and Shaw. He did talk, but it was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, it was yeah. a pleasant surprise to hit, see him pop up, but I also, like... It warms my heart to see that he and The Rock have a genuine friendship to where yeah. if Kevin Hart's doing a movie, The Rock is popping up somewhere in that movie. And if yeah. The Rock is doing a movie, Kevin Hart is popping up somewhere, anywhere. Right. Literally, he literally popped up out of nowhere. I'm like, who are you? Yeah. Uh, um, let's talk about one more thing, and then, then I, I, I kind of have a, I have a question for you afterwards. Let's do it. Uh. So, have you been following up with, over the past year or so, Johnny Depp? No, absolutely not. Yeah, yes, so, actually, I have, I have. For some reason, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened in my head, because I'm, I'm still waking up. You said Johnny Depp. Yeah. I heard and saw in my mind Johnny Bravo, and I'm like, the heck no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been following the Johnny Depp storyline. Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously Amber Heard has uh, been spotlight straight on her shown for the devil she is. She's uh, a lion. And gaslighting Johnny Depp all these years, causing him to lose out on roles, his his own sanity and uh, his own mental and physical health. Um, like gaslighting him as some sort of abuser who um, has been mistreating her when it turns out she, in fact, was the abuser who has been ridiculing him and then playing she shut his finger off. Right. And so now with her being outed, she lost her role as Mira in the Aquaman movie. My question to you, Caleb, is who do you now want to see as Mira? Stanza Stark. What is her name? Uh, one of the Jonas Brothers' wife, whatever her name is. Who plays oh, Stanza Stark? Turner? Yeah. Sophie Turner? Yeah. yeah. Funny, because I was talking to someone else, and they said they wanted Amelia Clark to do it. Oh, no. Go away. <laughs> you don't want the Mad Queen as Mira? No, she can go somewhere else. I think Sophie Turner uh, plays that role a little bit more naturally, like, I'll be mm -hmm. honest, um, than Amelia. Just because, like, the roles that Amelia has already played, I, I don't think she would be a good fit. That's just me speaking personally. Now, of course, Sophie's also responsible for some of the nonsense we saw in X-Men. I don't blame her, though. That is on the writing staff. You can only do so much with what you're given. Yeah. So I don't necessarily blame her for how bad Dark Phoenix was. Again... X-Men has this horrible, horrible, horrible trilogy curse. First movie's great. Second movie's okay. The third movie's garbage. Mm -hmm. they, they go through this cycle every single time. First movie's great. Second movie's okay. Third movie's garbage. Dark Phoenix is the third movie in like their series, and it's garbage. Is it the, thir is it the third or fourth? Uh, it's, it's after Apocalypse. I think it's the third. No, it might be the fifth. No, because like Days of Future Past, 
No, Days of Future Past was the third one. Because there's yeah. two more before that. Which one is it? Which... Um, Let's look at because... that. Let's look at that. As we are vigorously typing, because I'm pretty sure it's the third one, um, because there's the one. Twenty-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. My goodness. Holy, that is not okay. Okay, so let's see. Obviously, we have Days of Future Past in 2014. Yeah, that was the first one. X, dog. X-Men First Class. First X-Men Class was the first. Class. Okay, sorry. So it is the second one. X-Men First Class. And then Days of Futures Pass, Apocalypse, and then yeah, Dark Phoenix. Again, Apocalypse is garbage. Uh, Dark Phoenix is even worse. Yeah. Like Apocalypse, yeah. Is, Apocalypse is bad, but Dark Phoenix is... <sighs> There's so much potential for that trilogy, too. So much. Like, you yeah. saw, you saw James... First Class, and then, and then like, Days yeah. of Future Pass, we were like, oh, the second one's better than the first one. We have hope. Yeah, no. Yeah. no, no, no. They're and the thing down. is, like, Days of Future Past would have been a great way for them to reboot going into the MCU, but at the same time, there there was no thought or plan whether they uh, had an inkling of getting bought by Disney. They thought, oh, if this doesn't work, we'll just like take a year or two off, and then we'll reboot again. <laughs> so, uh, Days of Future Past would have been a really, really good one uh, to reboot on. Probably my favorite out of all of them. But yeah, of the same thing, it's like then apocalypse happened and you're just like oh it's a curse and then we had dark phoenix which i finally watched a few months ago because i was on a plane and i had literally nothing else to do i refuse to i refuse to watch it (laughs) i refuse to watch it so i'm not even sure who i'd want to play as mira because again i'm terrible with actress and actor actor names um but it's gonna be interesting seeing how they how they play this out. Um, I feel like we butchered her name. It's Amelia Clark, isn't it? I said Amelia Clark. Okay, I think I said Emily Clark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not Emily. It's Amelia. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think facially, like facially, she looks the part. I think she looks great um, for the part of Mira. Again, mm-hmm. what she's done. And this is not like saying anything disparaging towards Sophie or anything disparaging towards her. I think she's played roles above Mira. So yeah. it kinda be she'd be playing down to play Mira. But in the same in the same vein, like Sophie's done so well in roles like that that I feel like she could elevate that role to another level. Yeah. I got you. I'm following. I'm following. Oh well. But guys, if you if you have an idea of who you think would be good for the role of Mira, since it is vacant and they probably have job postings on billboards in LA right now for it, um, and maybe Australia, because I think that's where they were filming, uh, let us know. Tweet us at email podcast. Now, you know, Caleb, do you know? Wait a second, Amelia is in Star Wars: Force of Destiny. Hmm. Okay, yeah, you had a question for uh, me. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not so much a question as leaving on a cliffhanger. Oh boy. Uh, which is how we like to do it over here because we like turning up with better sequels because you know our A1 writing game. Um, but the other day, the other week, I was showing my friend Yu Yu Hakusho for the very first time because I never watched it. Nice. And upon watching Yu Yu Hakusho, 
something caught my eye, something I had never seen before in my entire life. Ooh, let me which hear is rare because I've seen you Hawker show a lot. In the theme song, the first iteration, because there's two versions of the theme song. Mm-hmm. If you're watching through and it shows you a portion of like when they're at the dark tournament, it cuts to a frame showing the girls that are there supporting the dudes and the Mr. Fighter um, in the dark tournament. Now, if you watch the show, you know it's Shizuru, Botan, Kiko, and Yukina that are sh- supporting them. Yeah. But if you watch the theme song, it's someone who looks like Shizuru, Botan, Keiko, and a completely random female character <laughs> in the back. What? Who is this character and why is she there? Yeah, you're blowing my mind right now. This can't be real. Is, it, is this real? Yes. Yes. I promise you. Yo, send me the footage. I'm about to. I'm about to super sleuth. It. Send me the footage. Just hop on Hulu. <laughs> like after the podcast. Honestly, I'm I'm challenging everyone right now listening to this podcast. If you have Hulu, or just go to YouTube, type in Yu Yu Hakusho opening one, and you will see what I'm talking about. Uh, it, yeah, I never noticed it before, and it, it, it's it's just kind of mind blowing. <laughs> Are you looking it up right now? Yeah. You, you yeah. Opening one. Like you'll you'll know when you get to it. Like you'll you'll get there. You'll see it. You'll pause, because it's like full frontal. All of them. What is? Okay, you Hawker show opening one Blu-ray. And it's not even like you have to to like search and look for it. It's plain as day. All of their faces are like smack dab in the middle of the camera. I'm looking at it, and all I see, so, everybody here looks like they're supposed to be here. Okay, 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 never mind, never mind, I see what, I see what you mean. I, I went a little yeah. too far. So, I'm going frame by frame now. Dark tournament, boom, boom, boom. Okay, boom. Okay, Yusuke and his spirit gun, cool bar and his stupid sword. My boy Hiei comes through, the originator, the real Sasuke. The real Sasuke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just found it. It's literally like towards the end of it. Yeah. Okay, well, Yo, who is that? Yo, who is that? <laughs> I don't know. Who is she? Where did you come from? Was she a scrap character? She might have been. Because she is nowhere in the series. She looks looks so concerned. Like, he's supposed to be part of the squad. Maybe this is what Yukina was originally supposed to look like. Maybe. Dude. I, if anyone has any info on this, please let us know. The mystery deepens. Oh, okay. Ah, I would right. like to say I'd like to say it hasn't bothered me for a few weeks, but it has. Yes, it. But it has. <laughs> oh man, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good way to live our show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of Even More About Nothing. I am your humble and gracious host. I am one of 
the tandem. You know, the coolest side, the coolest Africans inside of the West Side. Uh, always, 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 always incredibly, incredibly humbled that you guys choose to listen to us. I still don't know why, but I'm incredibly grateful that you do. Um, as you guys continue to venture out there, COVID is still a real thing. I know the governor of Missouri doesn't believe it is, but uh, hey, what am I supposed to do? Stay safe, right. wash your hands, wear your mask, and be safe out there. If you choose to protest, protest peacefully. If you choose to protest, be safe, be smart. Um, if you are looking for resources, just type www.bailproject.org. Um, that's a really, really cool organization that I've been looking into um, for other resources that can support the movement because over here, we truly believe that all lives can't matter until black lives matter. And my parting piece here in accordance with, um, I don't know what the technical term is. I was, I was going to make the legal jargon sound funny with accordance without saying, but what I'm saying is very serious guys, despite how I sound. Uh, yeah, do your part speak up a lot of people are asking like well what what do you expect us the individuals to do like we can vote we can make those changes but we won't make true changes until we do at individual level have those tough conversations find people to have those conversations with who are willing to um kind of accept where you're at and help you learn but you have to want to like they can't do it for you and i'll say this and then we'll go ahead and end this. If you refuse to publicly step up to help and defend the rights of black people, you have no right saying anything else in, as a counterintelligence point at all. Please and thank you. Thank you.